Did you lift an old car off a lady? No, no. Did you lift the lady off an old car? Oh, that's worse. No. <laughs> I just got a text. Oh, who texted you? From a person who goes to my parish. Shout out, Brianna. Oh. Great, great woman, Brianna. She says, I would live in your intentional community. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. She says she gave me a church to go to in Moose Jaw for a good church, and she says you should buy my old house. Oh, that's awesome. Also, I got I got an email today. Did you see that? The From the Knights of Columbus. Yeah, exactly. They're very interested. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, shoot. I thought you were serious. I was like, oh, man. This is real. <laughs> you just fro- you just froze for a second. This is real. We are now the Knights of Columbus. We're gonna official get podcast. <laughs> We're gonna bring in all the youth. We're a startup podcast, and the Knights of Columbus is buying us. Okay, wait a minute, because I feel like I just got bamboozled. Was that a fake email? No, it was a real. But it was a real email. Uh, it was a, it was a guy from my parish. Shout out Blake. Hi Blake. Great guy. Yeah, he sent me a text. He said, "Hey, found out your podcast. I liked it." commented on some stuff we were saying and he says uh your bit about the knights columbus gave me a good chuckle (laughs) (laughs) he says i'm actually the deputy knight at this council or whatever (laughs) it's like we should do a cross promotion and i'm like this is it we made it (laughs) we've made it this is what we wanted all along (laughs) hi blake and that was just funny i'm like man we were like roasting them last weekend we were like we got one person to sign up Boom, we just beat your numbers. Like, we we implied that the Knights of Columbus has no enrollment whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, all we need to do is just, we get one in and it's over. It's over. We did our job. Yeah, secured. We're tenured podcasters. (laughs) Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Uh, Scruple, sponsored by Knights of Columbus. (laughs) Sponsored by Knights of Columbus. Welcome to the KFC podcast. Part of the Crunch Podcast Network, which does not yet exist. But I'm working on it. But Regan's working on it. Regan, <laughs> he's behind the scenes, grinding. In the group chat, bugging Ethan and Pat until they'll let us into their network. Yeah. And I got I got uh, shouted out on the last Crunch episode for not contributing to the group yeah, chat. Yeah, get wrecked, That's, buddy. <laughs> I deserve that. You know what's really funny? I told what? Alexia that happened, and she like she felt so like uh, vindicated. She's like, yes. She's like, see? She's like, see, Philip, you need to reply more. You need to, you need to answer. And I was like, oh no. Some podcasters told you. It's yeah, true. She felt, she felt so seen by that. She's like, see, answer your texts. How could you not answer those texts? We were making just top tier bits. Ah uh, man, it's because you. Know, here's the thing. So Pat, Pat was onto something. He said, "I'm a contemplative. I don't, I, I don't really? come up with anything. And then like hours later, I'm laying in my bed and I'm like, oh. That would have been a good one, but it's too late. I missed it. That sounds it. like I missed a it. terrible recipe for a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you've signed on someone who's not, not good at this medium, but working at hey, it. Hey, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Yeah. Got to work on thinking yeah. on my feet. How you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing good marriage prep course is over did i say that last episode i don't know if i did um, no 
No. Yeah. So we were doing a marriage prep course, and uh, it ended last Tuesday. So yeah, it would have ended the day before we recorded the last episode. No, that's not true. It's okay. been a couple of weeks. So yeah, it's over, and that's awesome. In the eyes of the diocese, uh, uh, I guess, in the eyes of the church, you are you are fully ready for marriage. Yeah, we're ready. So anything we do now is is cherry on top. It's uh, a bonus. So there's some books we want to read. There's some couples we want to talk to and hang out with. Um, but it feels good. It feels good to have that first. Like some, that's a major step. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, man. That's what really was good. The, the framework they went through. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was dynamic Catholic. It was, uh, it was called Better Together, and it was a uh, yeah. The best versions of ourselves together. <laughs> you become the best version together. Um, That's a bad accent. We both we did not we did not do well. <laughs> with we, that. we butchered Matthew Kelly. You are here to become the best version of yourself and help others to do the same. I, I did. I did have. Uh, concerns beforehand but I was actually pleasantly surprised by the course it's more it's definitely a lot more uh, psychological more focused on I guess the relationship and the emotional needs um, communication conflict stuff like that so it was really good and we had some we had some good conversations some tough conversations that came from it Um, so it was Mm. fruitful and I think at this point now, we just really want to dive into the sacramental side of things. Cool. For our marriage prep. But That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was good. What about you, man? How are you doing? Doing really well. i uh working on some papers, you know, tip-tapping away, trying mm-hmm. to learn a bit more about things like the markets and investments and how to be financially responsible and such and such. Uh, so that's interesting. Oh, you're adulting. Yeah. I We had dinner. We had fajitas. Uh, just a Bro, I love fajitas. Half an hour ago or so. We Okay. I don't... This is obviously not a sponsor, but you don't even have to say that. Eh? We have so many sponsorship opportunities. We have so many <laughs> sponsorship opportunities. We're just turning them down Left one and right. by one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we have HelloFresh every once in a while. So like, Yo. and I was very, I was very skeptical of if it was cost effective and if it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. But man, it really helps. And on as like for us with two people living here, it really helps us cut down on food waste. And uh, that's true. They're just really good meals. So yeah, made some HelloFresh. Working at home today as the pandemic rages on. You know, <laughs> surging. It's so weird to me. When I listen to other podcasts or even just talking to people in other parts, I don't know. It's weird to me that like it, we're full on, at least here, it's like it feels like we're still full on pandemic. Mm. And then you hear like catching foxes and they're talking about the pandemic in the past tense. <laughs> and I'm like, this is weird for yeah. me. <laughs> oh, man. It's funny. Someday, someday. Could you imagine if we're still wearing masks at your wedding? It's very possible. Uh, yeah. It's crazy because. Are you expecting it? No. No, and, and maybe maybe I'm getting my hopes up. I just, I just, I don't. I didn't expect to wear masks at my wedding. <laughs> I know, I know. We all think that when something's yeah. like a year away. No, it's yeah. definitely not going to be around in a year. And we've been yeah. saying that for the last two years. Mm-hmm. But with, with the idea of, okay, maybe there's some restrictions are opening up. My my family is like thinking, oh, maybe we should take a family trip. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Well, like in the next year or so. Cause it's been uh yeah it's been forever since we went somewhere as a family and and my family 
who likes to go to Hawaii. They just like it there, I guess. <laughs> it's great. And me and my dad have a have a bet. So we're, we're both trying to lose a little bit of weight. And I say, Dad, if I can lose 20 pounds before you, you have to take me and Amanda with mom to Hawaii. <laughs> and then I said, this is a joke. And it kind of became half serious. And I said, if I lose, if you lose 20 pounds first, which is our, both of our goals, then you take everyone to Hawaii but me. <laughs> oh, boy. That's motivation. It's motivating me. And the, the day after, man, I had packed my lunch this morning. And it was like an orange, berries, a kale salad, and like some rice crackers. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting everyone on board. Especially Amanda. Because she's like, I don't want to go without you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would stay home on principle. I'm like, no, it's unjust. <laughs> yeah. Amanda, go. Go. I don't deserve this. <laughs> I, I like the way you set it up because you don't punish your other family members. If if he beats you, it's just you. How's that coming along? How how's how is it going? The when did you start? Was it a little while ago? Um, no, like I will go through typical like, okay, I'm really gonna lose weight and then I like go to the gym and get into weightlifting. I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a bunch of muscle. So then I just kinda like flip flop back but between trying to mm. intentionally drop some weight or trying to intentionally yeah. build muscle so it's is that I, why you asked that question last episode i did i've been researching a little bit i I've, i'm really big into the like it's it's a bad habit i'm down to 15 minutes a day for stupid videos on social media like as a timer on my phone hmm. and i'll often yeah, yeah. like work gravitate to like workout videos and exercise videos and stuff excuse me and stuff like that so <laughs> whoa burpee so uh I get really excited about them. And so I've been going to the gym lately. It's been good. Haven't lost a lot of weight, but I think I am putting on muscle. So it's exciting, which was never me. I was always very skinny uh, in high school. Mm. Not so much self-conscious about it, but um, yeah, always kind of thought like, oh, I can't really put on muscle. It's not in the cards for me. So, And then now but you yeah. are. Now I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> You're going to you get a tell beard. By my, my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> like, your voice, Your your voice is... Uh... You could narrate. You could narrate oh, thank things. You. Yeah. I think you've got a good voice for podcasting. On this episode of The Scruple, Philip brings a banging topic that he let Regan know about four days in advance. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> no, was it wasn't. Nice. <laughs> um,. Before we, I guess, get into that, I have a, I have a story that I didn't share a while ago. I've just been sitting on it, but I feel, I feel comfortable sharing now. I want to share this story of how I got to experience being a hero on campus. Okay, are you ready? Did you lift an old car off a lady? No, no. Did you lift the lady off an old car? Oh, that's worse. No. <laughs> um, neither happened, although... Okay, I have a number of Although. I have a number of crazy stories uh, from last semester when we were actually on the campus. Yeah, bro, I'm basically a hero every day, bro. You're a living, living, breathing superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> we're at this, we're at the cafe where we're normally working, and I'm just, I'm sitting down at yeah. my table. Uh, Alexia's yeah. there, and I'm, I'm like facing away from the entrance and anyways this guy comes in and we have other students there i'm nervous where is this going you're invested and i'm I'm happy so we have we have like two or three other students sitting by themselves at different other tables in the cafe working on school doing homework whatever 
and this guy comes in and he goes to the front okay. and he's looking like a little disheveled but like he 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 i don't know he, i didn't think much of it i just thought honestly i didn't think anything of it he had a backpack it looks like a regan on a typical day <laughs> it, it was just regan on a typical day and he comes in <laughs> He opens his backpack and he starts like rummaging through it and he's looking around and like the lady that runs the cafe, she asks him, hey, how can I help you? And he completely ignores her. Okay. So I was watching, I went back to what I was doing and I didn't know what happened, but then out of nowhere I just hear, hey, that's my wallet. And then I turn around, we all get up and like majority of the people there, CCO students and missionaries, there's like the, there's like one other guy there that's unrelated to us. So we're all looking at each other like, oh no. And this girl, one of the students, she just looks at us. She's like, he just took my wallet. And I look to the door. Oh, it was one of your students. Wow. Yeah. And we, I can see his back and his back just kind of like turns because he's, he's running out the door. So we just ran out the door in that moment. So we start walking towards Natalia to just to like talk to her to find out what happened. And then this is the crazy thing. Alexia was just like, Philip, run, go get him. <laughs> And then, and then I don't know what happened. I wasn't really thinking. I just started running. I just, I just. In the opposite direction. I, was I just started running, shitless. and I went, I went out the door, and I went, yeah. I went left where he was headed. I couldn't, I couldn't okay. really see him. But then I saw him crossing the street. So then I ran to the crosswalk, um, and I waited. I waited for the the traffic was too dense. Oh my gosh! I thought you were gonna say I waited for the I waited for the cross sign. <laughs> I, I was going to, but then he he got so far down campus that I couldn't see him anymore. And I was like, no, I, like, I got to try. So then I crossed the street, um, and then I just sprinted to the other side of the campus. And I thought, like, okay, I tried. If I can't catch him, you know, it is what it is. I think I think he's lo- I think he's long gone at this point. Um, wow. But I didn't I didn't want to just stop at the crosswalk. I wanted to at least run to the other side of campus just to see what happens. So I sprint all the way to the other side. I get to where uh, there's a part there where lots of students come in and out. Um, and I'm like, ah, I can't see him. I guess that's it. He got away. And then a crowd of students come out of the school and they must have just got out of class. And then in this crowd, I see him holding the wallet in his right hand. And I'm just like, no. He's trying to like play no like an Assassin's Creed move yeah. where you blend in with your crowd just, or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's in the crowd. Like, this is genius. I've seen Jason Bourne. <laughs> I know how to do this. So I'm like approaching him. And as I'm walking towards him, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, what do I, he doesn't know I'm here yet. He doesn't see me and I'm getting closer and closer. And I'm like, what do I do when I get up to him? Like, I don't, I don't really know what to do here. Um, but then I'm about like, I don't know, five, six meters away from him. And he looks and he goes, oh, shit. And he just starts sprinting. <laughs> and then I'm sprinting after him. And he, he wasn't faster than me, so he couldn't get away. So he started like zigzagging around cars and, and he was like running in circles. Oh my goodness. And then I was- This really happened. Yeah, this is legit. This is legit. This actually happened. And I'm chasing after him. And there's all these students on campus are watching us. So I, I knew I was okay. Like I was like, if he does anything, like other students hopefully would jump in and help me. And I, I just stayed away from him. Like I stayed a couple meters behind. I didn't get too close. And I was like, man, just give it back. Like, just give it back. And he was like, get away from me. Leave me alone. Get away from me. I was like, man, please just give it back. Um, and then he starts sprinting towards the back alley. And I'm like, oh no, like I, I didn't want to be isolated just in case maybe he had yeah. a weapon on him. So then I was just like, as he was sprinting towards the back alley, I was like, I was like, please, man. I was like, don't do it. I'm going to tackle you. And then, and then he, <laughs> 
he <laughs> yeah, and then he drops the wallet, and he keeps running. I didn't realize he dropped the wallet, so I was still chasing him. And he was like, he was like, leave me alone! I left it! I left it! And I was like, oh, okay, sorry. So I go back and I open the wallet. Apologize to um, him. All it looked like, it looked like everything was in it, um, except for the money. But I didn't know how much money mm. was in it. Um, and then there was this really like interesting moment where we both were just staring at each other. I had the wallet in my hand. He was about five, ten meters away, staring at me. We were both like huffing, puffing, and I just kind of looked at him. I was like, I was like, why? Why'd you do it? And he's like, I don't know. And in that moment, I wish I, t I was talking with Alexi about it afterwards. I, I wish I could have like seen past the thing that he did, and like you know, it's like maybe he was hungry. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Just if maybe I could have reached out to him in that moment. But that was kind of it. He walked away. I walked away, and wow. then. Across campus, I see Emma and Alexia walking, and they're like looking for me. And then they see me, and I put the wallet, I hold the wallet up in the air like this, and then they're both like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and then I, I just never have I felt more like a hero when I put Amazing. that wallet up in the air. And they're just like, "Yeah!" I'm picturing like you walking like in the scene from the breakfast club where he's like walking away and he just like <laughs> fist bumps his fist but you, you actually have a wallet <laughs> put it up there <laughs> just freeze frame Don't you forget about me. Don't, don't that's amazing hey thanks yeah i had a real life uh real life chase scene i'll never do it again Dang. it's probably a, probably a dumb decision but probably wasn't safe probably wasn't a smart decision but it happened one and done how much money was in the wallet and then oh so get this i give it back to her she was in the process of canceling her cards she had already canceled one of them and then mm. she sees us come back in and she sees the wallet in my in my hand and she just like she was so happy um she gave me a hug and then she said that actually she had uh 100 pesos in it so she didn't have any there was no canadian dollars in it just mexican pesos um how much and she is had, 100 pesos worth canadian i'm not sure it some it doesn't i don't i don't probably not a lot let's see and so i guess the the crazy thing is she didn't really lose a whole lot either oh she lost six dollars if he can find a way to convert that he'll have a couple bus fares <laughs> wow yeah i mean let's there's my story cool i mean prayers for that guy yeah, definitely. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder why he he did that. Must yeah, like you you have to think like he's hungry or desperate in some way, you know. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah, that's the thing. Look, looking back, it's like that's pro that's probably one of the things that I wish I could have like. Hey man, that's okay. I. It is I, what it no is. No one, no one would blame you for not thinking straight <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of adrenaline. Wow. Huh. I thought there was gonna be like some twist of the story, like and that man was George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, cool. That man was Brett Powell. And I was like, what? And that man... <laughs> and that man was my identical twin. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, what about you? What's your story? I, I Well, it's not as cool as yours. Uh, it's just, you know, like, my sister-in-law has a trebuchet in her backyard, is all. Anyway, that was my story. It wasn't as cool as yours. No, Not really I, a hero. I don't know. Hey, 
they're both cool in their own way hmm we're pretty we're pretty cool guys uh, what, what can what can we say no we don't have to worry about catching up on being cool we're as cool as we are right now do you want to talk about our topic <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish we were funnier sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> fair enough all right let's talk about our topic okay let's do it we're doing a thing now ladies and gentlemen where like one of us is responsible to actually bring something and or think about something in advance and my wife approved she said that's probably better than you guys just riffing for an hour i'm like yeah it is it, re- it really is <laughs> yeah i it's good tell us tell us about your topic then. okay so um I wasn't sure what I wanted to talk about and I was really worried that I was going to show up just kind of coming up with one on the spot or deciding like the night before, which I've done. I've done both of those in the past. Um, but um, some stuff has really been hitting me in the books that I've been reading recently. So I'm currently reading Becoming a King by Morgan Snyder. Um, and... I never really considered talking about this on the podcast at first. It was just kind of something else that I'd been thinking about. Um, but then as I've been thinking about it more, I was like, actually, like, I would really like to talk about this with Regan and um, talk it through. It, may, it could be really beneficial maybe for some guys listening. Um, yeah. This is bros only. Bros, yeah. Bros only. Sorry. Bros only. Uh, if you're a lady, if you're one of those ladies... <laughs> Yeah, if you're a turn it off, dude. Turn it off. <laughs> if you're a scoop L, I mean, like rate go. and review, but like turn it off. <laughs> this is this is men's night. This is boys' night men's, right now. This is, this is men's night. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Scruple Men's Night. Okay, becoming a king. There is. Let me turn to it. It's pretty early in the book, uh, which is why I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, mm. I've I've like moved on read other things but i keep coming back to this it's like in the first chapter i think or the second chapter where he he writes out like this way of thinking and these questions that helped expose this way of thinking um in himself Mm. uh that really like changed a lot for him Mm. in his in his journey of of growing closer to the father and and really living as a son and then so these mm. questions here it's like god where do i feel behind in my life what do i say to myself when something doesn't work out the way i want it to what do i say when i fail how do i feel in the presence of older men and it just got me thinking Ooh, those are good questions yeah i know and then and a lot of the things he was saying um i just related to so much because for him he, he said how just a huge theme that he realized needed to be like undone was he just always felt behind like it didn't matter what it was he was always playing catch up he was living out of this belief that he was like behind you know somewhere at some point he fell off the wagon he you know he took the wrong turn he made the wrong decisions and they've all kind of added up and now he's like hmm. you know he's just a bit behind and it's not it's, he wasn't on his grind yeah <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't waking up and grinding every day <laughs> he was he, and he's now he rose but he didn't grind <laughs> yeah. We found the we found the answer. What happens when you rise but don't grind? You become a sad, sad man. Um, only a prince. You're only a prince. You're not a king. You want to be a king, you got to grind. Um, and is that the main theme of this book, like sonship? It, it is, yeah. 
yeah it, it's sonship cool. and then very and like in particular i think um living as a son when you actually have like when you have like legitimate influence authority and power over others like how do you actually how do you live that mm. as a son and it's it's in mm. a lot of ways it really just is him telling his own story and the stuff he's learned um cool but that was that was some big stuff that i want to talk about is he he he's learned that like the posture of a son is not one of like i'm behind um or i need mm. to play catch up and and i relate to that a lot in prayer which is like man like imagine where i could be you know if i had oh, if i had yeah. been all these things that i wish i had done in the last three years imagine where i could be um or yeah yeah there's that uh Dude. financially my uh even like with alexia like oh imagine where alexia and i could be if i had done all of these other awesome things i had thought about doing or wished i had done in the past mm. um and he really challenges that and says like listen like okay like acknowledge that acknowledge that you messed up acknowledge that you dropped the ball um yeah but don't don't live out of that catch-up but i mean there's a lot to it like you take that at face value and you're like okay cool but i think that has a lot of other implications elsewhere and yeah i don't know i really i really just i guess i want to unpack that with you so first of all yeah what are your thoughts okay before we do let's go a little a little heart level on the, those questions and and uh where we feel this in our life because Ooh. okay this, uh man that affected me no not, not too deep but Totally. Like with with where do you feel like you have to catch up? For me, I always think, man, I really wish I didn't spend so much money on fast food or something. Or, or uh, I wish I really would have saved my money intentionally growing up. I think about that all the time. I'm like, I probably could have bought a house by now if I was like yeah. smart with my money and yeah. I didn't just blow it all. Um, I think about that a lot. I think about that in school nearly every day. How I'm always just getting behind always like how every classmate must be doing so much better than me and like keeping up with readings and stuff mm, like that and mm -hmm. being attentive in lectures and how and when i get to the workforce i'm i'm not going to be as competent as some of my classmates and yeah so there's that for me what about you yeah oh man i really i relate to so much of what you said i uh it's it's yeah i had this thing so when i was when I was a kid, I actually got like hit by a truck, um, and like. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me. That. Yeah, you knew the story, hey. But actually, yeah. I, I don't know where it came from. I don't know if it was some government thing or, or whatever it was. But like, there was actually like a, I think it was like dollars, um, that went to my family for this, and they like set it aside and they gave it to me when I turned eighteen. I, oh, I blew it. I feel it too a ton in in prayer and in like my prayer life like a man if imagine how holy i could be mm. if i was if i had like if i was actually committed to going to daily mass and i prayed an hour every day no exception like even just like regularly praying i'm like i feel so behind and then there's like a weird feeling where you feel like people are passing you or you're regressing that's I think that's also a huge orphan mindset where it's like it's a part of the rat race. You got to you got to earn this, you know? Yeah. 
yeah totally you see you see wow. someone else's growth and someone else's zeal and then you're like oh i've been passed look Dude. at that yeah i feel that i feel that in like my relationship with my wife in a sense where it's like we i got married pretty young 20 22 i was just turned 22 and i still feel like man i really hesitated there unnecessarily and part of that was due to mental health and that's a that's a podcast for another day baby but mm. um i always feel like man i like this this life is so good there was no sense in postponing it like i like i thought i had to um, yeah yeah wow so i don't know man that it's 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 huge and i think i i don't even think it's just like spiritual people that feel this i think this is just like the time of our age like you see those videos it's like this is what this person achieved at 21 what are you doing <laughs> like, yeah oh my gosh yeah usain bolt won this many medals and he was you know totally yeah, yeah. you got it dude you got to go out and get it okay so philip let's unpack it what do you, what does living in the present mean then for our lives what what does that look like mm, that's okay and this is where we might spend the most time talking because I have some ideas, but I don't, I don't completely know. Like to live in the posture of I'm not behind, um, you know, like my father's taking care of me. It's all good. And I, I think I had sent this, the one thing that I've, one thing I've come to that I think makes sense is um, that like to live, to live in this, that posture is to almost live in that, like this weird tension where. I know that like as long as I'm st uh, like staying like as long as I'm like abiding in Christ like he he will make me a saint but then it's the tension is that like the how the when the timing of it all I leave that up to him and so I, I, I guess with like CCO lingo it's like I can have the great expectation that he'll make me into a saint but I, I do have to like abandon the process of it to him um but then even then okay so it's like okay that's that still doesn't say much for like how you actually live it out practically um yeah i don't know there's a posture of like receiving you know like it does feel right. like reception um and that really is like the the crux of the whole idea of sonship hey yeah it's true yeah. They talk about that all the time, yeah. like not grasping, receiving. Yeah. What was some examples he gave in the book? Like how, what, what, what did he kind of conclude about that? Like, how did he get over it? Just affirmation from the father or, or what, what did that look like? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was that it was, it was affirmation from the father, like just experiencing his unconditional love um, in, in the state that he was in. So like feeling behind, feeling inadequate, in all of these different ways um and then just experiencing yeah i guess like the father holding him regardless and just like you just have to be here just be in my hands and then from there then starting to experience what it's like to grow in holiness but a different way or, or i guess i don't know if that's the right way to put it but to experience what it's like for the father to lead you through through it all rather than just like like oh i need to like I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this. I'm not doing this enough, um, but rather just where he's leading me and then watching it unfold or like experiencing it and seeing like different areas of yourself being restored 
that's so much harder <laughs> that's that's so much harder i know i know essentially like they're yeah the they're the quick fix if you can even call it that or like the quick answer is um just a over a long period of time just through experiences just yeah experientially i yeah i guess he learned to just be comfortable following the father's lead Hmm. and just receiving um are you telling me i have to rise and receive because i've been grinding my whole life <laughs> hey that's the th- yeah we gotta rise and receive baby get off this that year's grind rise up sign up today rise. at cco.ca slash rise up and receive cco let us podcast at your conventions it'd be so fun uh, uh we would be no, we wouldn't be the first, but we would probably be the second. We what, be the second after pod- their own podcast? After the Missionary Disciples podcast? <laughs> oh, no, oh, after that podcast, which will not be named. <laughs> this is this is the new Missionary Disciples podcast. Thanks, Andre. We, we, we yeah. commandeered it. Yeah. Turn it Sorry, into Andre. the scruple. You, you, can, you can come on sometimes, Andre, but this is ours now. Sorry. I think he'd do it if we asked. I bet he would. That's the thing with I guests is because it's fun to have guests because they're like smarter than us. They know more than us. They're holier than us. Everything more than us. Mm-hmm. Um, but also my favorite podcasts are, are the ones that have like a good relationship with, between the hosts. Actually. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I love those the most and they're yeah. like joking with each other. You feel and... like you're part of their friendship. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're getting off track. Yeah. Well, I, okay. So something I was thinking, do you about... have notes, Philip? No, I just have the books. Nearby. Okay. You're just, you're um, just flipping the book around. Dude, I'm just flipping the book around. How verbally you talk is so funny, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so sorry no 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 it looks like you're trying to do air karate i freaking love it it's so fun to watch you talk. gesticulating <laughs> you can't be behind you must receive oh my goodness i learned it from you know it's funny because i thought the same thing about you when we first met Bitch. no sorry not you i'm <laughs> <laughs> um, uh uh, we I guess we can cut this out if we're outing here, but like you know you know who moves a lot when they talk? Who? Get absolutely doxxed. Anyway. <laughs> Get roasted. Get roasted. Hey. What? I just got a text from Cameron Ailes. Oh, oh shout out Cameron. Hey Cameron. Team Did you know lead. Cameron got a promotion? Is he a team leader now? He no, he was team leader. Now he's the manager of missions. Whoa, Cameron! Uh, the missions department. Pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool, Cam. Missions are awesome. If you if you got if anybody listening is like, hey, should I go on a mission? You should do it. You should. Cco.ca/missions. Yeah. That's, that's my opinion. A hundred hundred percent of the time, if you're thinking about it, I, I'd say at least apply. That's all. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, so this is a different book. It's Prayer for Beginners by Peter Kreef. But I think there's something in here that kind of relates because something that I was struggling with, I don't think there is much of a struggle here. This might just be um, maybe I'm thinking into it a little too much and the answer is obvious. But I was like, okay, I'm I I don't want to live as if I'm behind. I'm not I'm no longer playing catch up. Just just you just be you are his son as you are right now. Hmm. And then he and it doesn't like, okay, he loves you as you are. And he's going to take you where you need to be. Like, yes, you do need to grow. It doesn't mean you just stay here. But then it's like, okay, but also, like, I screw up lots too. Like, hmm. I also mess up. I'm a sinner. And... Uber and, aware like, of my faults. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's like, so what about like repentance? What about acknowledging your faults? How do you do that, but do it from a place of not being behind? Because sometimes that's the thing too, right? Like even we were just talking now about, you know, feeling behind, like all I the times have, we didn't I could have listed pray. 15 more things. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. That's interesting. So this is from, okay, Prayer for Beginners, Peter Kreeft, and he's, uh, the whole book, he's kind of almost like he's drawing from uh, another book called, I think it's called Practicing the Presence of God or something like that by Brother Lawrence. I've never read it. And so he's quoting that book, and this is what Brother Lawrence says. Um, when I fail in my duty, I readily acknowledge it, saying, I'm used to doing so. I shall never do otherwise if I'm left to myself. If I fail not, then I give thanks, acknowledging that the strength comes from him. And then Peter Kreef says, when he failed in his duties, he confessed his fault. Um, and after this, he gave himself no further uneasiness about it. He was very sensible of his faults, but not discouraged by them. You may think this sounds too easy, almost indifferent, um, but it's not. To be sensible of our faults is not discouragement. It's not indifference, it's patience. To be sensible of them also does not mean to not confess them because that's pride. And it's, so it's like, I think there's something about that. I think like practicing patience, having almost this like, I'm sensible of my faults. So it's not pride. I acknowledge that they're there, but I'm also like, I'm also, there's no discouragement. And the sentence that really stands out to me is he gave himself no further uneasiness about it. He acknowledged it prayed for forgiveness and then he just moved on and it's like oh it's simple but it sounds simple but i don't know if i could do that sounds easy brother lawrence <laughs> he just moved on it's like okay and i even like the way he prayed about it he's like yeah if i'm he's like yeah if i'm left on my own of course i mess up and he's like and if i don't mess up like thank you god and then he just like moves on hmm is this something you think you is this something you feel a lot, like even after going to confession, being contrite, all that stuff? This, you like, do you still feel like you carry that weight with you, or? Mm. I think sometimes. I think I think especially if the sin, if the sin in a very, uh, very noticeable way, Habitual. very tangible way affected someone else. Because I know, like, I guess all sin, all sin affects every other people. But when it's very obvious how how your sin affected someone else, I think those yeah. those I I would I still like feel that weight even after the confession. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, what what made you hone in on repentance? Um. I, cause I I do think, like, I do think we should like desire and pray for a real like a real sorrow for our sins like we should we should want to be get to a place i think of like i don't know like like sin i don't know if disgust is the right word but we should i i think i it makes me i something that i even i've come to i think is maybe maybe journeying towards maybe at some point we'll you would get to a place where you would have sorrow you would almost you would have sorrow for the sin like even before you know like maybe before you would commit it i don't know if that's what compunction is but 
um i don't know yeah like i know okay you acknowledge you acknowledge it you repent and then i, I like i'm i'm reading here and then you move on i'm like that I, that's good but also like what about the sorrow you know like feeling yeah but maybe maybe that's not maybe i'm wrong <clears throat> yeah it's tricky because it's like no you're not wrong you're not wrong it's it's just a it's a funny tension between uh oh well if i sinned of course i'm gonna sin on my own um i'm me and that makes sense and i'll give myself no more trouble about it but it's like dude god might have been piling grace on and you just like were rejecting him so it's like you don't want to fall into the attitude where it's like oh well i sinned that that's actually on god <laughs> mm, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You're yeah, like, it's like that's kind of his fault actually yeah yeah sorry god like you didn't actually keep me from it sorry that's I, you didn't I actually know, give me enough grace today man yeah you got to give more sorry I, you could see how maybe someone following someone could maybe take that in a direction that i'm sure peter kreeft and brother lawrence wouldn't uh agree with but like you know you know how they're like you're not supposed to uh what's the wording it's like you're not supposed to take uh lord's forgiveness like for granted or not you're not supposed to just like take his mercy for granted and it, like you could see i could feel like someone could end up on that path um if they just like i don't know like i i guess that's that's another thing i, I was thinking of like it's tough like it feels like there's a sweet spot here that i don't quite understand yet like i don't see it in my mind's eye dang i think i'm thinking of uh as perhaps is natural when you know new father about to have baby i'm thinking and and just like just like being blessed with some babies in my family lately um and just being able to interact with them and and practice fatherhood in a way um even spiritual fatherhood becoming a godfather like they're I think a lot about like where babies are progressing or like how like because I'm learning I'm like how how many years should it be before they can do X how many you know when should they start talking uh, when should they be potty trained when should they go to kindergarten when should they you know all these things and that, that was the most silent sneeze I've ever seen that was really impressive <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a burp but thank you oh how's the Bailey's it's uh it's actually really good I like it yeah and I think we, we, we have these imaginary, because it's all really arbitrary, the way we set that down. Like, yeah, there's commonalities with, you know, psychology, I'm sure, developmental psychology. But I think we do the same thing in spiritual life where we impose all these things. And the reality is when I'm holding my godson or my nephew, and I, I'm just like, it feels like you can just like shower love upon them. You're like, wow, this is so amazing. Like, I love this child. Not even my child. <laughs> mm. Like, there's nothing they could do to really piss me off. You know, it yeah. feels that way. And my godson doesn't crawl, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's very, very, very bright young baby. And like, actually really strong and can stand. But when he crawls, he has like this gimp leg and he kind of like slides on one leg and pushes with the other kind of like a curler you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> anyway it doesn't crawl right <laughs> and 
I feel like that's me <laughs> in so many ways. <laughs> like it's it's me in the spiritual life. It's me in 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 schoolwork. It's like I'm kind of just limping along. But like that doesn't make me want to pick him up any less and like love on him and and you know laugh and even just like I don't know just delight in his imperfections for the time because it's like they're not always going to exist. And, uh, you know, we'll try to help him. I'll try to help him crawl right or, like, get his knee under him or something. So, I don't know. I'm just thinking, like, with the father thing coming, I'm thinking of things in that lens where it's like, okay, father, I clearly don't know who you are because I don't think of you as in that way, you know? So, I think of, like, being behind. Like, yeah, my godson might be behind in his crawling development. He's probably not. He's probably fine. But, um that doesn't affect my love for him at all. That's not going to affect the support I have for him at all. You know, it, it kind of feels like sort of that sort of dynamic, I guess. Does that make any sense? No, that, that does. And I guess that's coming back to like the heart of it is we got to recognize that that's how the father, the father sees us. Like don't, we might think we're really behind, but yeah, like maybe, yeah. Like the way that you see, the way that you see that child and you just want to pick them up. Like the father sees you the same way. Um, and he just, yeah, he loves on you and it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. Cause like, if we truly understand sin, like you think we would be brought to tears whenever like we commit a mortal sin or even just like are distancing ourselves from God through multiple venial sins. And it's just kind of like day in, day out. Like if we actually had eyes to see what, what sin was doing to us in our soul, Mm. I think we we would be like much more affected and I think you're right like disgusted like in a way I am pretty disgusted with my sin I don't know if that's healthy but I think more and more I'm I'm becoming able to be like okay you know that was that yeah this is now maybe I maybe I'm not even because he keeping the heart of it of what you're saying earlier that's that heart would still apply and it would still be there even with repentance and so Maybe maybe I'm almost like getting ahead of myself. I'm like thinking about something that like that will come like yeah, that that will come and that will that will repentance will be there, but it'll be there because like first you just rested in the father. You learned what it was like to just be and like not be behind and you experienced his unconditional love for you and then like and then you know and then you you started to really love him back too cuz like when someone loves you like that and then yeah and then maybe it's from that place where the repentance is just i don't know like like your heart your heart really hurts because he's so he's so good he's so good to you and like they're you know they're the diff- in all the different ways that you turned away from him or or denied him um but then you also already have this foundation of like I but I know that that doesn't put me behind and I'm still his son like I'm I'm sad I'm sad that I did that um but I'm here I am and I'm back you you texted me as well and you you mentioned it I was like ooh I hope you talk about that um how does how does the like the living the the receiving life of the son, like the re- receiving posture, receptive posture of a son. How does that work with patience? What were you thinking Ooh, about with that? Patience. I, I think maybe it's still the same thing. Just being patient and rec- like 
being okay, maybe not okay, but just acknowledging where you are now and like who you're going to become, the saint you're going to become. You you do like you do have a part to play in it. You're participating, but really like the plan, like God, it's God's loving plan. Hmm. I see what you're saying. So it's sort of like patience from the idea that, uh, like sort of like life state and the idea of I have for myself. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not, yeah. This the the sainthood I guess, isn't like a progress bar, that, like you, that they like you have. On your, you can just you can just decide every day to push level it up. up. Yeah, like you can just level up every day, and then you'll get it to one hundred percent. That actually, the mm-hmm. the father's gonna lead you through that, and it's in his timing, and it can be really frustrating. I don't think about this enough. The sonship that I have in relation with my father, more and more, but um, still not enough, man. I can't think of. Um, sonship without thinking of darcy's upstairs daddy <laughs> i hate that <laughs> upstairs daddy. i hate that but i can't stop uh, <laughs> our upstairs daddy upstairs daddy our daddy who art and upstairs <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah i don't know i think more and more i'm trying to learn how to pray with that i i was really affected by like early on in my in after my conversion like i was really affected by the john eldridge books and i was like okay this is breaking open a whole new Mm. aspect of the faith that i wasn't really thinking of um but it's huge it is huge and i think you you mentioned something other, do you want to ask those questions again just so maybe people can reflect on yeah them again. and I, I i want to mention one okay so god where do i feel behind in my life what do i say to myself when something doesn't work out the way i want it to what do i say when i fail how do i feel in the presence of older men the older men one was kind of uh, funny for me at first. I was like, it, it felt like it felt it felt a little bit out of place. And then as I was thinking about it more, I was like, you know, sometimes though, I think I do like try to like, I don't know, depending on who the yeah. older men are, I might try to overcompensate or or put present yeah. myself in a way that maybe isn't true because I'm trying to like impress them. I don't know. Oh, dude, the first time my my now wife ever challenged me in the spiritual life was like you don't become you when you're hanging out with like the men that you respect. Like you're, Ooh. you're a completely other dude. Uh, and I did not respond well. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of learning to do, but uh, I was projecting this idea of what I thought they wanted me to be and what I thought that I was going to become once I was their age. And I like the root of it is was that I, I respected them. Like, uh, I wanted to to prove myself, and that's that's a huge um, pitfall in, in thinking like an orphan uh, to like to these men, so that they would respect me and like me. Yeah. And uh, well, <laughs> I look back now, I'm like, yeah, man, I really did change my behavior and who I was to try to like fit this narrative in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Like I've experienced that with in-laws. I've experienced that with older friends. I've experienced, you can experience it with your own father. I'm sure people have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And I, even that now, like I'm realizing that is, that's, that's being behind made manifest. Like you're, you, who you are right now yeah. is not like you, you're behind, you, you believe that you're behind the version 
that you like are pretending to be in front of these men and so like who you're pretending to be is who you it's like okay this is who i wish i was and to these men um but it's not real and the reason it's not real is because who i really am is actually like inadequate behind for whatever reason like i i'm not mature enough i'm not smart enough whatever it is and it's like i do listen to the hamilton soundtrack every day (laughs) (laughs) i am not gonna miss wait oh no (laughs) what were you gonna say i was i was wanted to quote the play i'm not gonna miss miss your my shot come on man i am not gonna miss my shot baby immigrants we get the job done Uh, it was good. It was good. We got a little heart level today. We went very heart level today. I hope it wasn't too heart level. Do you think that's possible? It's definitely possible. Yeah, it's it's doable. You know, it's good. It's good. We mix, we're we mixing it up on this pod. That's what just we're doing. sharing our heart, yeah. bro. Bro, why what? don't you just get more in touch with, like, your feelings? <laughs> let, let the feminine out. I hate when you do that voice. Reject. <laughs> Honestly, bro, we're, like, we're all feminine in relation to our upstairs daddy. <laughs> I think the the beauty of it is that as as I like come to experience God as father, I feel like I'm really learning God as mother. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think something I'm realizing is that I actually have like a lot of daddy wounds <laughs> that like I've been ignoring. The other night in like prayer ministry I just really felt my upstairs daddy telling me to just like wrap yourself up in the blanket just real tight like a burrito and just like imagine you're in swaddling cloth and you're just being held and that's look up what do you see (gasps) mom god is mother god is mother really honing in on that <laughs> philip you you never have to feel like you're behind yeah. bro. bro like bro, you are right me. where no, you're supposed look, to be look at me and listen like, bro listen <laughs> look, at me, <laughs> look at my eyes yeah hey shh, shh, shh. you're not behind yeah look you're at my sleeve behind, tattoo bro. bro bro it's gonna bro. be okay bro bro no one's ever said bro. that to me before bro you are you you are never too much and you are always enough bro <laughs> Like, hey, you don't know you're beautiful, and that's what makes you beautiful. Man, I <laughs> you just quoted One Direction. Spit <laughs> <laughs> is going on too long. There, I hope I hope that counteracted all the heart level stuff earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we're just building up our barriers once again, just brick by brick. Oh, uh, Regan froze. I'm still here, man. I refuse to Bro. vamp because I'm never behind. <laughs> I don't have to vamp. I don't have to prove nothing to you guys. Cool. So uh, yeah, closing closing thoughts, Regan. What what's what are you gonna take from this conversation? I think I've just kind of shook how how much this is still a part of me. It's not something really I've heard of uh, of like or like been directly challenged on before, but I actually have a a cool story. You want to hear a story? I do. Yes, please. Welcome to story time. Perfect. I have felt behind before. And it was it was in my first year of law where it was just like a whirlwind. I was really freaked out. 
uh, it was there was a lot going on just in life. I and I think it was at the point where Amanda was still a CCO missionary, so I felt just like my life was just get up. You know, you you could say I was rising and grinding. You were rising, grinding. Um, you're living that with, life with school, and I felt <laughs> I felt so behind. Like all my classmates, there was definitely Im- imposter syndrome going on. Ao. Hello, hello. So after after the fourth interruption, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Hopefully oh, wow. things are good. Okay. We back. We back. Welcome back, back to, to story, story time. time. <laughs> <laughs> Part five. Oh my goodness. Um, so you were rising and grinding. Yeah, you could say that, but I wasn't feeling very successful at all, and. I think, yeah, my spiritual life was just not where I wanted it to be. And I, there was a CCO retreat and good old Chris Keys was, was going to be coming there talking about the Holy Spirit. Mm. I, I swear, I, I was so close to not going. I was like, no, I have stuff to do. Like, you know, I love all these people. I see them all the time. Like, I won't do it. And then uh, I think it was like one of those last minute decisions. You're like, no, screw this. Like, I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was there, and uh, he was giving a talk about receiving images and words from the Holy Spirit, and uh, just how to how to respond to that, how we can be open to that, just in our day to day life. And when I was get, hearing this presentation, and people don't know, but Chris Key is just a really spirit filled CCO missionary, helps people learn about the Holy Spirit. Chris Key's awesome guy. That dude's never behind, bro. He's always he's always right where he's maybe like a half a step ahead. It's crazy. That dude has never aged, bro. <laughs> Him and Keanu Reeves, Ryan Reynolds, just never age. Anyway, I hear my wife coming in. So I'll oh, shoot. Yep. Yeah. Shh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, shh, my wife's coming. Shh. No, I'm kidding. Don't make eye contact. Um, I felt really behind, and he was giving this presentation on this, and I was like, boom, chess in my mind. <laughs> like, I, the, the word chess... The, the word chess came to my mind really clearly. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm supposed to tell Chris chess <laughs> and i thought it was super weird i'm like man i don't want to be that guy that like comes up to the speaker afterwards he's like bro like i actually totally get what you mean bro like i actually experienced that bro <laughs> actually i have a word for you <laughs> i literally had to do that like chris i have, I have a word for you <laughs> and he's like all right all right he was he was super good about it and i said chess <laughs> <And> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh does chess mean anything do, to you do chess mean anything to you perhaps you you know you're you really like chess <laughs> i like chess maybe we're supposed to be friends Chris. yeah do you do you want to go play chess you want to play some chess and he took it like it was like he heard it like 300 times in his life he's like oh yeah yeah chess <laughs> he's like i get that all the time I'm like what the frick <laughs> Like, he's like people tell me this word all the time or i'll get this word all the time he says often when when i hear chess it usually it's with the person who feels really behind <laughs> wow yeah like in chess when you like you're losing and you're uh you just feel like cornered and i was like dang that's really cool and i didn't even think about it and it didn't click for like a good long while i was like dude that's me it's he's talking to me mm. i felt so behind and that just uh, yeah, it really affirmed me being there and just making time for for God. Like, and anyway, the the moral of it is when you feel when you feel back down in chess, like God can with one swift move change the game. Totally, like he he can change the board. And I, I always affected me. I'm like, man, the Holy Spirit really be doing stuff. 
uh and just with like such a weird he really small be moment. out here he really out he really do be out here <laughs> that's yeah that's really beautiful i don't know not really related it just you you, you mentioned getting behind and you thought about that i'm like man yeah god can do anything oh yeah and i have friends who are you know approaching 30 don't aren't where they thought they would be um, I'm sure you know people like this. I'm sure many of our listeners know. Maybe they are. Maybe they are these people or they identify like this. Like, And I'm 27, not dating anyone. I want to be married. I feel called to marriage. I've experienced it firsthand. Um, not even with just for the tree, but like with getting married, uh, you know, the providence in the wedding, the getting a job, moving and moose job, graduating um, in the midst of just a lot of personal struggles like he he really can i don't want to say like he can't put you ahead because you never really were behind but you never feel like you're behind because it's it's totally up to him to 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 put you where you want to be and um like when when you think about the immensity of god and the and the smallness of us and like i'm five years off my life plan like that's so nothing yeah you know yeah like saint augie you know exactly yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, look at the saints. It's so true. Like, it, he, you're not behind. You're, you're good. You're good. I love that. Actually, I love that you shared that story because I think that fits perfectly. And the thing that, like, what really stood out there is, like, he's like, oh, I get that word all the time. Like, so many people need to be told, like, the father. Oh. Like, he, sh- yeah. he shared that image with you. It's like, I see you. Like, I see that you feel behind. And then, yeah. and then he, like inspires inspires yeah. you and all of those other people to come to chris because he knows that chris will be able to interpret it for them so that they can he hear knows that we will start a multinational podcast <laughs> corporation so that this person can hear it so that yeah, now you can you. hear it that's right you were part of this story all along i'm talking to you george i'm talking to you uh geronimo yeah Ger- geronimo <laughs> no but it's like yeah if you're if you're feeling behind like like Regan said, like God shared with him in one swift move. Like you're actually not. You're not because no. he's got you taken care of. Like he's got yeah. you're in the palm of his hand and like he has a loving plan for you. It's not like he's like just like knocking all the pieces off the chessboard. It's like your move is still there. You just you can't see it yet, you know? Yeah. That's Boom. a good way of putting it. We be out. Wow, here Regan. Chess analogies. Regan, that was so a good. That was a good story ready. time. Thank you for listening to Story Time, story time. with Regan and Philip. Wow. You have anything else to add? I think we should wrap it up. I don't. Yeah, I. I'm glad. I. I love that we do this because, you know, hopefully that blessed other people, and that was really good for me because I needed to talk about this with someone else me, and get their opinion and yeah, really bro. really hash it out so that's these are the things that i'm cool. thinking about these days these are the things that god's really working in me and i hope that it could be a blessing and and regan thank you for making sure that we're also not too overly personal because we don't want to be those people either we don't want to be me oh i thought i did no that. we were good we were good it's a good balance it's a good balance because we don't want to like you know not everything has to be content, you know? That's true. So we gave you a little taste of our of our hearts. Upstairs Daddy gave you some content. Thank you for Upstairs listening Daddy to the scruple. Your you're a good, eye. good upstairs daddy.
It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, you you've been listening to the Scruple presented by Spirit Juice Studios. Just kidding. Sorry. What is that? I, I just stole that from the Poco Poco podcast. Oh, <laughs> Spirit. Juice? Yeah, they're they're they're. That's they're the, that's they're produced by called? Spirit Juice. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't even know what Spirit Juice okay, is. I need to look this up. What is Spirit Juice? By Spirit Juice Studios. I'm going to steal a little a bit from a podcast every episode. It's a Catholic entertainment company. Spirit Juice Studios. The Scruple presented by Spirit, Spirit Juice. Juice. That sounds pretty good. That rolls off the tongue. What does that mean? Go with it. This is how we could open it too. We could we could have the sound of like you're cracking open it. Just like, gulp, gulp, gulp. No, but it, ah, <laughs> mm, that's what I'm concerned spirit. about.